previously on the Simply Human Podcast. They come out of the bathroom, they see their uh, girlfriend talking to a guy, and they get jealous, and they sit down. And this is like a chronic thing. This is like a problem that they've had. How long yep. do you have to do it? Like, is this going to be something that you have to do every time? Or eventually, the tenth time it happens, is it just kind of going to be automatic? Nope. You do it once, and that's it. It's episode 176 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, very excited about having Wendy Yellen. She's been named one of the international top three transformational experts in her field. How about that? She's a Texan, I think. She's like yes. Houston something or other. We're going to get into all that. She is going to take us through an eidetics thing. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm sending you a message right now saying that if I start crying and peeing in my pants, <laughs> then uh, we just have to delete this whole episode. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Like, is this going to be terrible? So this, we're going to get into this. But eidetics is the practice based on ancient Greek knowledge and 21st century science. It uses the power of eidetic images to enable business people and creatives to unlock their full potential and remove the weight of old, often unseen vulnerabilities which have been holding them back. So we're going to do that. I have all kinds of uh, vulnerabilities that are holding back. <laughs> Unseen so. vulnerabilities. Um, and also, we haven't uh, released a show in a while. We had a guest a couple of weeks ago. Last Monday, of course, was Memorial Day. The week before that, we had a guest, and she had some technical issues. Carolyn Dean, Dr. Dean. Um, yeah. And we have rescheduled with her. We are scheduled. Like, there's a couple of Mondays at the end of July that, that we're, we're not we're going to not have shows just because there's lots of stuff going on. But we have we have guests lined out until, like, the middle of August. Well, it's then. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. So, on that note. Why do so many I, – I, like, we've been talking about this privately, you and I, uh, not about that right. thing, but about why uh, – all of these people all of a sudden yeah. want, are reaching out to us right. for, for them to be on our podcast. I have done have like zero no reach out. at all. <laughs> yeah. I have done no reaching out. We're not on like the top 20 list or anything. Like I don't know. And it's like different. There's like these like podcast booking agents now. This is like the way it works now. It was not like this at all. Gosh. When we started this thing a million years three ago. Three and a half Ah, we've been doing this for a while. Dude, yeah. four and a half years ago. And September will be five years. Wow. That's crazy. Anyway, I remember we had like our... No, is that right? Yeah, it was September of 13 because it was right before Hunter was born. Wow, that's true. We had like our year anniversary show and like... God, this is coming up on five. Anyway, I don't even care. I know. But yeah, like, uh, you know, not uh, tooting horns or whatnot, but for a while there before we went on our like temporary hiatus, we... Achieved some pretty uh, respectable podcasting yeah. numbers. Yeah. At one point, we were pretty high on the iTunes podcast yeah. list. Now, we don't care about any of that. We just do this because yeah. I enjoy talking to you. I don't care if anybody listens <laughs> right. at all. In fact, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> Nobody does. Like, there's like, I could count on one hand, but... Well. Now, all of a sudden, we have all these people who want to be on our well, podcast. And it's funny, strange. like, the way these booking agents work now, it's like, hey, guys, uh, my name is such and such. I loved your episode, da-da-da-da-da, with da-da-da-da-da, and I love the part about... It's like they listen to 30 seconds of a show, yeah. and it's like... Well, oh, hey, listen, that's how I do it. Well, well I Hey, don't... listen, uh, you got a show there, and uh, I don't know. Well, uh, one of these days... We're... My cup of tea, so well, to speak. <laughs> one, of these, one of these emails is going to be like, hey, guys, loved your episode when you talked to Rick's brother, and he said, you Franco Harris, boo, brother, boo. <laughs> you, 
if no one is remembering that because it's been like four years, you're talking about the story where Urban dad, yeah. a homeless guy out of the bakery for stealing a cup of coffee, and he ran down the street yelling "Stealer!" Stealer! And, and that my brother turned that into your your dad yelling "You Franco Harris A M F R," and that one of the hardest i've ever Me laughed too. I, sometimes sure. i'll go back and just like listen to some of those humans being human segments when are particularly the ones where our brothers are really good you know, like perhaps i say we by we i mean you uh need to go through and make like a best of, best of. again like we yeah. did that one time well i have a i have a, a, a surprise for you coming up here i don't know when we're going to do it it might just be like a special recording and a special release I talk. I'm not going to give you any clues, but I heard of a story that we I we have to have this guy on and tell the story, and I cannot wait. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because it's so unbelievably incredible, and it's like a topic like that. You, oh, I just can't wait. This is the topic for you. Well, you're building it up. It's going to be really good. It's it's I, I can build it up. It's one of those deals. Um, speaking of my dad. Really quickly, Mark, some okay. breaking Texas Rangers news. They oh. drafted uh, oh. Cole Wynn from Orange Lutheran High School oh. the Texas with oh. a 15th pick in the draft. Oh, so. no, no. <clears throat> I, I don't know anything about him. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. um, okay, so speaking of my dad, speaking of our dads, it is uh, Father's Day is coming up. Let's see, when this releases, we, we got about a week uh, before Father's Day, a week and a couple of days. Ooh, uh, I better get on the stick here. Well, yeah. couple, a couple of things about this before we call Wendy. A is this. Um, we got, my brothers and I all chipped in and got him a Bug Assault 2.0. Have you seen this? Okay, I've seen, I've never like looked into it, but I've seen that there's like a gun you can shoot salt at bugs. Yes, and it like obliterates them. Fun, like not gonna lie, that would be fun. Well, the 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 great part about it is, especially if you're outside and like you've got you're grilling meat. You know how flies are always around your meat. Well, you can like shoot these flies off your meat, and it's you're shooting salt, so it's not like you're shooting (laughs) fly poison. Is like one of the comments. It's like it's got almost 700 views on Amazon and like 4.75 stars. They're all these amazing reviews, and one of the funniest ones. This guy was like, "Tell you what, you haven't lived until you bug assaulted a fly off the top of your beer and also dressed your beer at the same time." <laughs> uh, do people use salt on beers. Uh, I mean, like for like a Corona or like a Dos, dos Equis. Sometimes they'll they'll put salt around. Like if you're Sorry, really say that, say that again. Say that again. Dos Equis. Why are you saying it in, with the emphasis on the wrong syllable? Dos equis. There you go. I don't know. It's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so that's what we got him. Okay. And so we all chipped together. It's about we, we spent about the same as we did on my mom in the same kind of deal. My parents live here now, so I'm kind of the one who's in charge of, all right, guys, here's the deal. I'm doing this. You are always the gift-giving. Me. <laughs> well, and, it's something you're good at. Well, and so listen, to someone of my own... This shares half of my genes. Feels this way about it. So I'm going to read you some of these texts from from Brad. So I wrote, I sent the te- the link to the Bug Assault Camouflage 2.0 Insect Eradication Gun. Okay, and I wrote Father's Day. What we spent on mom. Send me and then the um, the money that they owe me. Right, and then ah. Brad writes back. Okie dokie. You guys and your dumb gifts for stupid holidays. <laughs> 
Okie dokie. So then, I'm going to take issue with that. So then, uh, on that response, I write back, you and your stupid dumb stance on not honoring people and giving gifts. <laughs> His response, I am wise and logical. I expect nothing on Father's Day, therefore I can expect others not to expect anything on Father's Day. Okay. So I wrote... It's what, kind of like the, the deal that me and my brother have. We don't give each other gifts for Christmas because it's just one less thing yeah, we want to do. Right. So. Well, and so then, uh, so then I write back, what goes around comes around, Brad. His yeah. response, accepted. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm looking at pictures of this thing on Amazon. Like it just shoots like yeah, like pieces of table salt. Yeah, you pour table salt in the top, and it and it like when you like cock it, it like loads a tiny little pinch of it, and it shoots it out like shotgun pellets. It's really? I I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something to you as well, Rick. Okay. I when I bought it today, I bought two, I bought two of them. Of course, you did. I bought one for me. <laughs> They have like these uh, barrel mounted like laser sights that go on these. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Laser sight aiming scope pointer beam bug and a fly assault gun add on accessory. It's $20. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to get that. I, oh man, this would be a great gift. Well, for a lot of people, but anyway, it's, uh, it's, if it's, yeah, anyway, I can't wait. I'm getting it on Wednesday and I'll report back on how it works. I mean, like there are hardly any bad reviews on this thing. Um, I don't understand how the salt gets rid of. Yeah. Well, it like, it like shoots holes through them. It like kills them. So it like comes out like pretty, pretty. Yeah. It says like, there's like warnings, like don't shoot this in your face or your eyes. Like it'll, it comes out like, I would want to shoot you square in the back from like (laughs) like a foot away. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or like in the ear or something where it'd be particularly painful, (laughs) but it's like salt, you know, it's like, like pretty harmless. Anyway, don't shoot anyone in the eye. So I will report back on the bug assault 2.0. So according to Amazon customers who bought this also bought, Morton salt. Right, right. Ammo. Package of two. Like, okay. If we could get rid of all guns and replace them all with, with salt guns, the world would be a better place. Hey, listen. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun full of salt <laughs> is a good guy with a gun full of salt. <laughs> then people would figure out how to put like other stuff, more damaging stuff. It would be this whole thing. Um and so, so what do you think about Brad's stance? I mean, he, that's his Mother's Day stance. That's his Valentine's Day stance. That's his, like, fake holiday stance. I must say this. That is very, very typically Brad. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, from the very beginning of Brad's life, that's pretty much Brad. And that's, uh, you know. Now, for, like, the big stuff, for Christmas and this other, what he'll refer to as non-fake holidays, like, he gets into it and all that. Mother's like, Day and Mother's Day, yeah. I understand his point. I really, really yeah. do. Yeah, and then they are not fake holidays, though. Like I know they were ginned up by the greeting card company, blah blah blah. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. Honor, yeah. Mom or dad, and you know, say thanks. Well, and we can talk. We this is like a whole other segment, but we could talk about how like, like I've got to get Mother's Day gifts for my wife, and like she's not my mom. Yeah, right. That whole uh, thing. I like. I don't give my wife a hey this is my mother's day present for me like i help the kids shop and make sure that it's yeah. gonna be something that suck but if you don't like at this point if you don't do it it's not gonna happen like it'll be nice when 
Did I tell the, I think I told the corsage story the last show maybe. I don't know if our intro that we did for Dr. Dean like two weeks ago is ever going to be aired. That's going to be like the Simply Human vault that never gets aired. But um, it was, yeah, my... Explosive, uh, explosive audio of Mark talking about how he admires Hitler. and thought he That had is not, no, that, that was a drop. <laughs> that, was, that was not at all <laughs> what was going on. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? It's 831. We should uh, add Wendy to the call. Um, I'm excited about this. I, Idetics. I looked up how to pronounce it. <clears throat> Dos Equis. <clears throat> All right. Adding to call, Wendy Yellen. Spanish, the natural emphasis. Second. accent works. Wendy. Wendy. Hey there. <gasps> we did it. Wendy, this is Mark, and Rick is on the line as well. Hi, Wendy. It's nice to meet you. Thank you very, very much for taking time out of your day to join us here. It, it's my pleasure. I can't wait. Well, Rick, Wendy has kind of, this is not like a, a super convenient time for Wendy this time of day, but she has uh, uh, been flexible for us. So, Wendy, we really appreciate you you uh, you bending some things around for us. Thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, we sort of kind of introed you like when we first uh, started recording, but and I, I mentioned that you were one of the top three international transformational experts in your field. Kind of a cool story, and I don't want to like tell it for you, but you were like, you had this whole kind of career going, and then you were like, eh, not going to do that anymore, and then kind of went down this whole other path. Like, Talk about your background and your story and kind of how you got to where you are now. Sure. I'd love to. Let me back up a little bit. Yes. Um, to when I was still a kid, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to bear on the story. So when I was a kid, my mom had pretty much dressed me in this dress that was too tight, <laughs> too itchy. The collar was way up high, which I guess would be kind of like a too tight tie or something. The, Rick's mom the skirt, did that to him as well. He has a whole tight dress story. This to be like, hey, that's Mark's life story also. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> and the skirt, which you might not connect to, was just way too long. Yep. And it was Buffalo when I, where I grew up, so I had to wear boots with it. So this was a recipe for disaster, and I could not... I couldn't stand it. I felt like I was wearing somebody else's skin. And I remember that I I was I just wanted to but burst out and and I felt so controlled and constrained and restrained. And it was winter in Buffalo and I was out there in the snow in front of my school and I was literally stomping out with my boots over and over. I am not Cooth. I am not Cooth. And I didn't even know if there was a word called Cooth. I knew there was uncouth. But anyway, I was just so mad to have to be living a life that didn't feel like it was mine. I was felt imposed upon. So flash forward to I had a really I had what any business owner or entrepreneur would welcome with their whole heart. I had a business of psychotherapy that was a hundred percent referral. I had waiting list only. And so that means I didn't have to market at all. My clients were happy with what they were getting. So they were referring their friends to me and I was taking, you know, vacations, six week vacations every year. I was making more than my dad had ever made in a year. And, and I was good at what I did. Obviously people were referring to me, but the problem was that I wanted to help people deeply change 
not just understand, not just forgive, not just um, get over it or anything along those lines. I wanted change for myself as a client and also for my clients. And I just thought, you know, if this is all that psychotherapy can do, and I was really well-trained. I was well-trained in many, many different modalities, had my master's of social work. I said to myself, if this is as good as it gets in terms of change, I'm not doing this. So I closed my psychotherapy practice. Which was in Houston, right? That's right. How did you end up down there? Just we're in Texas, so that my brother-in-law lives in Houston. My wife is from there. Just kind of curious to, to know how you ended up down there. Oh, yeah. Well, what happened was after uh, Clint, after Smith, after graduate school, I graduate, Smith was a psychodynamic psychotherapy. That's as traditional as you can get. But I wanted to learn family therapy, strategic therapy, systems therapy, hypnotherapy, short-term therapy, all that kind of, uh, all those kind of modalities. And Houston at that time had a fantastic family therapy fellowship. So I... I got in, and um, I was there for ten years. Cool. Yeah. So, so, that, so you closed your you you closed your psychotherapy practice. I did, and my sister was looking at me like I was nuts. Even the woman who cut my hair, who <laughs> knew me, because you know you talk to people when they cut your hair, she was looking at me also like, "Wendy, you're made to be a therapist. How can you not do this?" And I explained it to them, and I did a number of other things at which I was profoundly um, ill-suited and unsuccessful, <laughs> but I just wouldn't go back. It's like, it was like the dress. I, I couldn't do something just because I was successful at it that didn't feel like enough. Huh. It was more important to me to, to make a difference. So eventually what happened was I got by accident, that's another story, I, I, by quote-unquote accident, I called somebody by mistake and ended up getting reintroduced 20 years later to the work that you and you guys and I are, are going to have an experience of today that yes. I'm going to walk everybody through. And when I was exposed to it this time, I wasn't in my head as much. I'd done some personal work, and I realized, oh my goodness, this creates the kind of change that I've been looking for basically since I was a kid. And if this does what I'm looking for, and so I jumped in with both feet and I flew to New, to New York for the three-year training Whoa. several many times a year, and I dropped all my other certifications and just kept the work of eidetics because to me it's so powerful what it how it understands the mind and how it it, it, it I love I love the connection between your podcast and this work because it really does what you talked about in one of your podcasts it it uses the psyche in such a way that it heals it heals on its own just like the finger heals a cut on its own but it doesn't just heal it it also allows what's underneath inside the person to start to finally emerge and that's what i'm hoping to to demonstrate a bit of today awesome so you you mentioned the word the magic word eidetics um can you give everyone kind of the definition of that like, <laughs> what is it and like what are we what are you gonna are you gonna make us cry what's gonna happen <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make you cry. You may. You may laugh also. You may laugh so hard, it, like it's harder than you've laughed in a long time. Oh. I don't know. Eidetics is 
pretty difficult to explain. That's why I do the demonstration. But that said, it works with images that are inside of all of us, but they're not visualizations. It's zero to do with visualizations. And the images have a visual component, obviously, but they also have many, many feelings connected. And then there's layers of meaning. But we don't go into the meaning. We stay with the image, the feeling, the image, and feeling. And when you allow the image to have a mind of its own and you don't control it, then what emerges is uh, truths about how you are in the world that no matter how much personal work you've done, you probably never knew. At least that's what was true for me and, and is true for my clients. I can give you an example if you, if you that, like or we can I think, just wait. No, I think, is that, so is that what you were going like, to take us through? Is that the example or is there like a different example before you like do the thing to us? <laughs> before I do the thing. <laughs> okay, let me give you, I'll give you uh, an example. Okay. So one, there are thousands of images. One image that I used to see, there are instructions that I give before, but that, let me just jump into the image itself. So one image that came to me, now I didn't create it, I didn't look for it, it was there after the instruction like we'll see today. And it was me with my parents and my siblings, sister and brother at the dining room table. And I could see everybody in their places, you know, where we always sat. And I had, an, and I'm sitting across from my dad, and I have an, in the image as a young girl, I'm experiencing a knot in my stomach that is so intense. I can literally feel the, like, when is the shoe going to drop? When is my father going to um, do something that's going to make me feel really uncomfortable and make the whole table and the whole dinner upset and and a mess. And I can I can feel it, and I can also feel how it's making me that feeling in the image is I'm behaving in certain ways. So I am I'm worried. I'm I'm not trying to make it better, but I am held back. I am not feeling okay to be myself. And then that, you know, that kind of goes into the whole too tight dress also. Right. Um, and feeling not cool. It's like, so all of these ways of being in myself are right there in that image. But the thing is, it's not an intellectual understanding. It's visceral. And so when someone, um, what we, when we work together in, in a little bit later, People will have a chance to either see and feel what's going on inside of them right now in relationship to a difficult area for them, or possibly experience a breakthrough where where the the re, the, the the real self gets to come out from under what I call the crust of history. So that's my crust, what I just explained to you. That's my crust that contained that you got to act a certain way so you're safe, that kind of thing. And yeah. somebody's going to burst out and ruin things any minute here. Those are all like givens in that image. And then the, the, the work is, so how to get, in this case, Wendy, me, out from under the crust of the history, other people's control on me, containment on me, and have and like where where am I really? What are my feelings really? 
who do I, how do I want to express myself in that image, which I wasn't allowed to do. So it's not about, hey, this is really important. It's not about history. So when we work today and when I work in eidetics, it's not about remembering things and it's not about like what happened. It's way deeper than that. It gets to the simply human part. It gets to the way we came in. It gets to who we are again without that history and allows the the simply human part to emerge. Is it is it a good kind of way to think of it and I maybe the the answer to this might be uh no not at all you've totally <laughs> missed it. But it's kind of like the idea of like barefoot running it's like taking off the shoe it's like getting back into using the foot as it was designed to be used sort of. That's a that's a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> well done Mark. Well Thank done. You? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> The thing is that most people would think, just to go with your metaphor, most people would think they're not wearing the shoe, that this is their barefoot. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of like when I describe like simply human, I'll also use the, like the, the bare hand. Like if you have 60 seconds to pick up as many quarters as you can with like one hand tied behind your back, you can use one hand. You could pick up a lot of quarters. But if you have like a glove on your hand, you could still like pick up quarters, but you won't be as efficient at it. It won't be like your your actual hand. Like you can do things to the glove to like manipulate it, to like make it tighter on your hand or put sticky stuff on it to like try to get back to that original design. But unless you like take the glove completely off, you're never going to get that true sort of naked bare hand design usage, if that makes sense. Um, and so that's kind of the whole idea of, of Simply Human is like looking back. It's not some some new thing that we need to add into the equation to make us healthier or happier. It's like looking back at how we're designed to do stuff and sort of getting rid of all of this stuff that's around us that's just adding more symptoms and getting us further away from our design. Totally. And part of the problem is that because we're such a um, rationally, and I mean that not in rational and overly, overly rational and too much into the conscious mind, trying to solve things with the conscious mind. When people try to get to that place where they're not wearing the glove, they use their head. They use their understanding of the world. Like, oh, yeah, my father was a little bit, you know, of a bear when he was, when I was a kid. And so um, now he's not around, so I don't have to act that way. That, in my opinion, doesn't work. Right. Yeah. You can't think yourself out of the glove. Well, and I was going to ask uh, you both a question, like Rick and Wendy, like what do y'all, like in your experience, like the percentage of people like you that had a career that just like keep doing stuff just because that's what they're doing. And, and, and it's like, that's, I feel like that's everybody, isn't it? Like everybody that I know, like, well, like to some that's degree. That's why I do what I do is, I mean, I, I am very fulfilled by what I do. Uh, Wendy, I'm a police officer. I'm a detective and I work with, all, you know, all kinds of kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm very fulfilled by it, but I couldn't leave because I don't know how to do anything else at all. I would have no clue uh, what to even go, like where to go after that. Well, it might not be a question of leaving. You're very fulfilled by what you do. So why would you leave? Yeah, That's very true. And I, to give you some background, I uh, am in in the social work sector 
Um, oh. I don't have my master's in social work, but a lot of my employees do. Um, and so that's, it's a mentoring organization. So, um, so that's all, you know, so, uh, I don't know if that sheds any light on anything before you do the thing to us. <laughs> I'm not going to do it to either of you. You're going to do it to yourself. It's a passive thing. It's a passive, right? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Real passive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we, do you want to jump in? I think give, so. Give, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's, let's do, do it. That. Let me set it up a little bit so that everybody listening can go, go along with us. And at the end, I'll talk more about what the listeners and your audience might have been experiencing. Who am I getting? Am I working with both of you? Is that, can you? Can you? I can. Um, if we only have a total of 40 minutes, then it's going to make it tough. But okay. I can, unless you have a little e- leeway on the time. Rick? I have leeway on the time. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because it sounds super interesting, actually. I'm very Thank excited. You. Okay. Thank well, you. in my show notes, I wrote like things that we're talking to Wendy about, and I've got all the things, and I just wrote taking Mark and Rick through a thing. So that's what, <laughs> that's what we're okay. doing. Okay. Yeah. Here goes the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first, uh, part of the – so you get the big picture. So first, everybody, including Mark and Rick, to choose something that you want to experience – a difference in right now. So it, something in yourself, something in your situation where you feel blocked or troubled or things aren't going the way you'd like them to. Just pick something for right now. And then when, and then we're going to, in the experience, I'm going to talk to you, give you an instruction. So you, you can do this with your eyes open or closed, not if you're driving, obviously. It's not the greatest thing to do if you're driving don't, while you're don't, driving. Don't drive in eidetics. Right. And don't drive with your eyes closed. Yes. Really bad idea. So then, um, what? What again, I want to remind you that even though the image that we're going to see today has to do with your parents, we are not, underline, 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 bold. We are not working with memory or your history. We're working with your deep, deep consciousness. This word eidetics came from the ancient Greek, eidos, and they understood these images to be gifts from the gods. They didn't use them in a therapeutic way. They just understood that's what they were. And so we're going to go towards what we can bring up of the gift from the gods for, for each of you. And then as we go along, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more about it. So here we go. All right. So you have something in your mind about that you want to work on, that you want to work on. Yes? Check. Mark and Rick? Okay, check. Yeah. All right. So see your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in. Where are they in this specific image? Where are they? And what are they doing? So this is all rhetorical. Not, not yet, not yet. Okay. But do, but 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 keep watching and okay. allow any feelings to be there too. So now again, so you're you're seeing them in the house that you think of as a home from a time when you were still growing up. So this is not the present. It's from when you were growing up. Where are they? What are they doing? Where are you and what are you doing and how old are you in the image? So you want to do two two things in the midst of not controlling or deciding what to see. 
So you want to know what are you actually seeing? It doesn't matter if it's vivid or vague. That doesn't matter at all. And what are you feeling when you look at mother? What do you feel when you look at father? How does the young you feel? And you don't interpret it or intellectualize in any way. So who is ready? That was Rick, I think. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, um, all right. The image that comes to mind is uh, the house that I grew up in, in the kitchen. My dad sitting at his place at the table and my mom at the stove making dinner. Great. And I, like, I'm, uh, you know, early preteens, like 11, 12, 13, that kind of age range. And Can you, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Can you see a little more clear? Because between 11 and 13, that's, you know, that's pretty different for a kid. Can you look a little more I closer? I think I'm like on the, on the, like the younger age range of that, okay. probably like 11. Okay. Um, and I feel, I don't know, I guess kind of anxious. I don't, I'm not sure kind of why, but. Okay. I love that that came up for you, Rick, because as I listened to other podcasts, you had mentioned that you feel anxious. So it's really interesting to me that the first image that you see, that anxiety that you have mentioned here, comes up. Huh. Right? Yeah, that's the thing that you told us to have in mind, something you wanted to work on. That's definitely my thing. To be able to feel less anxious? Yes. Less Great. Anxious and having my self-worth tied to like what other people, like their approval, that specifically. Not tied to it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Now let's, uh, let's just go in a little bit deeper. So when you look at the father at the table and mother at the stove, look at each one. Now also, Mark, you can do the same yes, things that I was I'm suggesting gonna do to that, Rick, and right. then that'll deepen it. Okay. And so can all the listeners. So when you, Rick, when you look at mother and father, uh, and tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing and a little bit more about the feelings that you have when you look at each one specifically. Um, my mom is uh, making chicken fried steak. I don't know why that's the image that I come up with because she didn't really even make it all that often. <laughs> okay. Um, and my dad is sitting at the table kind of reading the newspaper. That's exactly what uh, I was going to say that he was doing. Like Rick's dad, not my dad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's reading the paper and just kind of not really engaging really with anybody. Okay. And where are you exactly? I'm in the, uh, so like in our house growing up, the, the living room leads right into the kitchen. And so I'm just kind of like on the edge of the living room, looking in at an angle, like at the kitchen. And when you look at these two, your parents, is there one that draw inside the image, the young you, is there one parent that draws your attention more inside the image? Yeah, my mom. Your mom. And yeah. say a little bit more about what you see and feel when you see her making the chicken fried steak. Um, comforted is like the, 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 the adjective that, that comes to mind. Okay. So with her, it's comforted, the feeling. Yeah. Right now. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Now, now look at your father, not engaging, reading the paper. And look at, you could use, you could actually look through your young eyes if you're not already doing that 
When you see him in the way he is right now in this image, what is the young you feel? Um... Worried isn't really the 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 right word, but mm-hmm. um, tentative, I think, is probably a better word. Like you don't know what kind of mood he's going to be in, or or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And how does that feel in your young body? What do you notice in the that sort of tentative, not knowing the mood feeling in your body? Um. I'm not quite sure like what that feeling is, just a feeling of general kind of uneasiness. General uneasiness. Now, let's go back. So the feeling that you feel when you look at your mother, that comforted feeling, just look at her again. Because mm-hmm. we're accessing different parts of you here. Because I, like I said, this isn't about your parents. This is actually about parts of you. So when you look at her and you feel comforted, just let yourself see her for a few moments and let that feeling come from the image. That doesn't mean try to make it bigger than it is or anything like that. Just see it and feel it. And as you watch her making the chicken fried steak and you feel that comfort, just tell us what's happening, what you're seeing and what the young you is feeling. Like what I'm seeing, like what she's doing specifically. Yeah, or or just yeah, yeah. Whatever you're seeing in the image when you look in her direction and at her, uh, she's. Um, go, go ahead. I, I I really want to get the experience of the young you when you're connecting with the image of her. Um. You know, I see her. You know, using the. You know the skillet and all the you know the the same you know the tools that she she used yes uh, like the same kind of silverware and stuff like that that she used even back yeah. then yeah and i i feel um i don't know that feels very much like home that feels yes. very very happy yes can and what's happening to your physical adult body while you're looking at her sensation and emotion Emotion is is just kind of I feel content like that's a good mm-hmm. kind of image that I like to have. Yes. Her. Yes. Yes. Physical sensation I don't think I have. Okay. And maybe not that in tune to it right now, but that's no problem. That's all right. You're you're doing fantastic. So let me make a few comments here, and then we'll go to Mark. So you're seeing. And I want to say to the, all your listeners that every single one of you will have seen something completely unique. And again, I'll talk about that before we stop. But for you, Rick, so you say you want to feel less anxious and more self-worth that's not connected to other people's approval. And right here, and anxiety was what you, anxiety is what you felt originally when you just looked at the whole image. But in fact, there is a part of this image, the, your mother, that helps you feel content and comforted, which is maybe not the exact opposite of anxiety, but it's definitely on the other side. Do you agree with me? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is a feeling that's inside you, 
that's available to you. We got to it almost instantly. But the other part of your consciousness that's focused on your father feels a, a tentativeness, which would also go with how other people approve you. You're like that's a kind of a would does that make sense for you? Does yes. that fit for you? Okay. Yes, absolutely it does. <laughs> okay. So here you have the divided mind, the access to the simply human place of content and comforted and like at home. And then the anxious shoes, when is the shoe going to drop? Yeah. Mm, a general unease. But both are there. But you, like everybody else in this planet, are more drawn or more affected by the negative side of it. The side that you feel when you see your father. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. It, it, so if we were to go for a much longer time, I would work. So we have a choice here. I can work with Rick a little bit more, or I can also, we can look at Mark's image and see a, a really different image and talk about that. It's up to you guys. What I'm, would you like I'm me kinda to do? I'm kind of torn here. I kind of want to keep going down this path, Rick. What do you that's think? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine with me. This is you know, stuff that's good for me to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm Rick, yeah. Rick and I grew up together. So Rick would be amused to know that my, the image of my dad is him sitting in his chair, scratching his head, uh, eating a bowl of cereal, <laughs> watching the Rangers. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay. So back to Rick. Okay. All right. Um, so Rick, now, of course, Mark, you can do this, and everybody listening, you can do this, even if your situation is still unique. You can you can try something along the lines of what I'm saying. Cause, so now we have a picture of what's going on in the divided consciousness. So what to do about it? That's part of the work. So I'm going to do one thing to just see if we can open it up a little bit. So that uh, 11, 12-year-old self, can you feel... Right now, Rick, if you could do anything in this image. Oh, by the way, are you still 11 or 12 or did you change ages? I'm still 11 or 12. Okay. So as you look, as you're, as you're there, maybe looking through your young eyes, not thinking about it, but is there, if you could do anything and you were a billion percent sure it was going to be okay, because it is, it's your, it's your image, it's your imaginal realm. Can you feel what the young you wants to do? Do you have access to that right now? Um, not really. It's almost okay. like I'm observing the young me. I'm having kind of trouble going into that body, I guess, that makes sense. Okay. So I want to say that when I first did these images, I couldn't, first of all, I could hardly see a thing, and I couldn't feel anything. But it was opening up my deeper consciousness, so it was still helping me. You at least are seeing it and having some emotion, even though you're a little bit distant from it. Fair to say? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. So you're, you know, you're way ahead of where I was for years. <laughs> so it, it, it's for some people this is really hard, and for some people it's easy. So and that there's it's nothing wrong with anyone. It's still an opening into the consciousness. So then see that you remember I told you that the ancient Greeks said that these images were gifts from the gods, mm -hmm. right? 
So see that a cool wind comes down from the heavens. And the wind, the cool wind, is a gift from the God. And this cool wind starts to swirl around the young you. And you feel the coolness of that wind to whatever extent you can, or even just know that it's cool if you can't feel it. And then watch as the cool wind swirls around you and watch as out of you, number one, the one that we've been talking about, out of you, number one, pops you, number two. And now see what, what does number two look like and do. Number one disappears. What does number two look like first? And what does number two do? And just watch and see. So number one disappears and basically just replaces with a, a different version of me. Is that what you're saying? Well, not quite. Because the, the, the words are important. So let's let's walk through it again. So see yeah. that the 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 gift from the gods, the cool wind comes down from the heavens in, right into your kitchen and living room area, right? Mm-hmm. And you're standing there looking at your parents. He's reading. She's cooking. And you feel that cool wind, but it only comes around you, and it swirls around that young you. And it's a gift, and it's cool. And it's watch it as it swirls and it swirls, and it cools you. Even if you can't feel it, that's okay. And then watch as you out of you number one pops you number two. Oh, okay. And then number one disappears. What does number two actually look like and do? Uh, Number two that kind of comes out of that is uh, like kind of just post-college me, like right after I graduated from college. Yes. Uh, I'm 21-ish, 22. Um, he looks like I remember him looking, I guess. Yeah. Um, now just just watch and see how do you act? How do you feel? What's it like? What do you see and feel with this 21-year-old you? I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I feel like. What do you see first? What do you see? From if you can look through the through the twenty one year old's eyes, if you can. Otherwise, just watch and see what happens in the whole image. And if this is hard, I'm going to give you a different one. So don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, you want a different one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's you know. Understood. So now go back to the original image. So you're seeing mother, you're seeing father. Now, and you're seeing yourself. When you see mother and father, who's more vivid? She is. She's more vivid. Okay. And who's larger? He is larger. He, your dad. Yes. He's larger. Okay. Now we're going to play with this, like kind of like a surrealistic painting. So, make your mother bigger in the image and make your dad smaller. Now, you're still 11 or 12, right? And see what happens when she's bigger. 
and he's smaller. What's it like for you to be in the house? It feels more comfortable. Um, yes. It, it feels way less uneasy than I kind of described earlier. Great. Great. And now notice, as you feel way less uneasy and more comfortable, keep watching what happens inside the image. She stays bigger and he stays smaller. She kind of turns and looks at me and notices me standing there and like acknowledges me. Yes. Now take it nice and slowly and watch her acknowledging you. See how that looks and feels and tell me what you see and feel. Just like, uh, you know, just asking about my day. Yes. Um, and notice as she does that, and she's acknowledging you, notice what the young you feels like. She stays larger. feels I feel important yes yes how does the young you look right now I look even younger now yes I like, saw that too maybe yeah. not like a baby but like a, a seven year old yes yes Exactly. And as you, when you look around and you see the atmosphere of the house right now with her larger, you younger, feeling more important, what is the atmosphere of the house in that area of the house right now? What's it like for you, for the young you? Much more normal. I don't know why that's the word I come up with, but much more like normal, like it feels like it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And what are you doing right now in the image? I'm going over to help her. Mm-hmm. You know, get, you know, silverware together and... Yes. Need the hand. Yes, and what do you... Can you describe how it feels to be moving around in the house and helping to this seven-ish-year-old self? It's like when you get in a swimming pool and the water's like the perfect temperature. Mm. Wow. Can you say how your adult self is feeling right now? Do you have access to that? Um, you... More kind of at ease. Not that yeah. I was like worked up before, but no. definitely more 
I less stressed out, less thinking about other stuff, thinking very, very much about this. Yeah. So you're more less thinking about other stuff, so more present too? Yes. Is that, more yeah. Pre- yeah. Great. Great. And that feeling of um, anxiousness that you were talking about before, is that um, something that's uh, around right now? Just check in lightly. Don't go looking for it, but just find out if it's there. No, I, no, I don't. I mean, it's, 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 it's almost always there a little bit, but it's very, very muted and in the background. Okay. And that can you can. Okay. All right. So I'm very touched by what you just did. And let's, is there anything you want to, to say or have me comment about here? Or do you want to hear from Mark or what, what would, what would be supportive right now about our experience in terms of the podcast and yourself? Oh, I mean, I, I feel very good. Yeah. About all yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great example. Like what I really appreciate about what you did is first of all, you, you were really honest and vulnerable, which is such a sign of leadership. And you let the image do whatever it wanted. You didn't control it. You told me when you were having trouble, you were willing to try something else when the first, when one of the images didn't seem to be going anywhere. You let yourself see and feel. You started noticing the nuances between what you were able to feel with mother and what you're able to feel with father. And then you let it keep unfolding and let yourself experience all of it. And since this image, this is the house image, I, I mentioned it's one of thousands. This image always brings up the central place that is related to the issue the person wants to work on. And it went right to it, the anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is not about you being needing to go back and be seven. It's not about you having to have a better relationship with your dad. This is about the way that we all do this. This is the way that the consciousness, our consciousness will take us, usually will take us to the negative place. If both options are there, mother comforting, father some anxiety provoking, our minds will connect more with the negative one usually. And then it's inside of us. It's not about the history anymore. So that, therefore, that's the you, that, that's the, the person that we present to the world. That's the person that gets to have more airtime, the more anxious side of us. And the comfort at home part gets lost. And so what you were able to experience really quickly here was that other side of you, which is also able to feel at home, at ease, like you're in a pool with the water, the perfect temperature. Mm. Anything you want to comment about that? It's very interesting. Like I, that's kind of stuff that I hadn't really... I guess really thought about until kind of now. That's yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's um, it's a it's a window into what's really going on. Now, the other piece that I love about this work is that the instead of like getting rid of anxieties, or instead of 
trying to calm ourselves or instead of trying to remember to feel at home, none of which works. What we're doing here is it's like a part of the, the part of you with that doesn't have your history on top of you reached out and said, if you come here, I can give you more of yourself. Just take my hand and come with me into the image. Let me show you. Let me give you an experience of yourself differently. Now, a lot of people think, okay, so now I have to go try to be more comfortable and at home. But that's not it. Because as we just saw, Rick, you didn't do anything to try to feel anything. It just emerged. Fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, so it's not about trying to remember how you felt because we didn't try to make you feel anything. You watched what was going on from a deep part of you and it showed you something else that you have just as much access to as the anxiety. And that's where the work is, is being able to be inside this other part of the mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. That when I need to access that, I can access that. You have tremendous access to it. The, the, the. I mean, we did this. I've never met you. I've not even seen you. And he's you very handsome. Me. He's very handsome. Is he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wish I'd known I would have dressed up. <laughs> so, so I've had my, so. I've had my mic completely off. Because I have a tendency to interrupt, and I figured it would be a bad time to interrupt while Rick is like trying to figure out number two is coming in, and I'm like, "Hey, Rick, remember that time in your kitchen when we chucked an entire bottle of Sprite?" <laughs> oh, that's what I'm seeing. Anyway, I, so I had my mic down, so I didn't want to you, interrupt. You showed tremendous restraint, Mark. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thank you. Mark, you did a good job by not interrupting. Thank you. <laughs> Well, it was really, 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 really interesting. Can you use a different word besides interesting just so that people know more uh, what, what you was, mean? Uh, insightful. I was going to uh, say poignant. In, yeah, enlightening. Like significant is the word that comes to mind. Like it's important to do that. Like I want to text my parents. I know it wasn't about our parents, but mm -hmm. I like feel compelled to like text my mom and dad right now. It's like, hey. Thanks, guys. Y'all are great. <laughs> mm. Yes, you can You can feel a different appreciation. Yeah. I've had people, some of my private clients, you know, obviously they've had their parents, some, some parents have died. And right. I've had private clients whose father, I have one fellow I'm thinking of, his father had been um, severely impaired, like cerebral palsy and been in a wheelchair and... At most of his growing up years, and we worked a lot with some early stuff and early images, and including a tennis image, which had been they hadn't been able to play obviously in decades. And he told me years, years, years later, he said I was talking to a friend about my father, and he said and I was describing my relationship to him, and he said I realized that the father I was describing was actually the father I have for my eidetics. Huh. The, the side of his father that he was able to regain was more prominent than all of the, the sadness of the wheelchair. So strong that that's how he described it. 
Well, and so you mentioned you mentioned uh, you didn't say this term, but negativity mm-hmm. bias. It, you 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 kind of referenced that how we remember the the negative stuff a lot more. And and I think that's something like you know, especially with your parents, or whatever. Like it's easy to remember and kind of hang on to like the negative things. But when you really like stop and think about it, like the the feeling that I got was this very warm and like safe feeling. And it's like we all have a tendency to like remember the negative things. But you really, if you just you just do a little work and be intentional about it, you can remember the good stuff and kind of let that grow bigger than the little stuff in your mind. And then it starts to manifest itself, you know, in your reactions and your behaviors, right? Well, I would put it a little differently. So I have a client, I'm going to use guys for my for my model since you two are guys. So I have a client whose father was tremendously successful. I mean, you know, mega, mega successful. And my client was, when we met, kind of low to medium successful. And he would, uh, he would delay everything, everything. So opportunities would just like, pass him by because he couldn't say yes and you know he did he looked great from the outside he has a beautiful family and you know his own business and he does okay but he was really kind of I don't know that he would use this word but kind of feeling small inside smaller than he actually was and his you could say his relationship with his father was negative but to my mind it's not about just trying to find the good. Actually, there was what he, because his father was so successful, but so hard to live with, my client couldn't access sort of the successful side of himself because it was all riddled with being mean in the world and being a bully kind of in the world. And so as as we worked with different relationships in his images, not to his father, but in his images, he was able to strengthen in relationship to himself. And out of that came a very, very different feeling about his father and all kinds of different ways that he's relating to his family and especially his wife. So I would, I would say it's... And to my mind, if you try to make yourself feel a certain way, you're basically missing the gift. Right. Yeah, it's more about just acknowledging what is there instead of trying to, like, change it forcefully. Right? Well, that's what was so great about what Rick just did, yeah. right? Yeah. Because just Rick let it didn't happen. try to change it. And because of that, he got something that he didn't even know was there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Wendy, I wish we could. I wish we could do this some more, but we are we are just over an hour, and I want to give you a chance to to like kind of promote yourself. If you're intrigued, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about what your image was. All the listeners, it was very different, I'm sure. Uh-huh. But if you want your own experience and you want to go over your own experience and kind of see where this work could take you, and if you're like me and you don't want to live that hemmed in life then go to www.measiwanttobe.com. Just all, all word. M-E-A-S-I-W-A-N-T-T-O-B-E.com. Measiwanttobe.com, correct. Cool. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, a 
an application. There's a video to take you through this image in a deeper way. Cool. There's an application that's contemplative and not scary, like a college application. And that when you fill it out, it's a request to have a meeting with me where we go over what this work could do for you. And I have very little opening right now yeah. in my schedule, but we'll do our best to get you cool. in as quickly as possible. Well, and it's complimentary. There's no charge. Well, cool. Well, And just as like very, very quickly, Rick and I grew up very similar backgrounds. And, and my image, like my just the initial image was my dad sitting in, a, in his chair, like watching a game and kind of, you know, not, not disengaged, kind of like Rick was saying, he's reading the paper, he's just kind of there, he's like watching this thing, and my mom was in the kitchen on her feet, like working, like doing the dishes, like cooking dinner. It was very similar at first, like, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, yes. So that was just like the, that our first images were like pretty much identical um, in there, yeah. just like kind of their initial deal. Anyway, cool. So then this has been awesome. Um uh, is there anything else you want to say? Like I said, this is going to uh, go out on the, what is that, the 8th? June 8th? Is that Friday? Yes, that's my niece's birthday, yeah. Rick. Um, oh, well then. Congratulations. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate you uh, being flexible, and this has been awesome. Uh, and hopefully, you know, somewhere, maybe in the fall or something, we can have you back on and you can, uh, uh, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> I was going to say something, yeah. but I need to rephrase that. You can um, <laughs> explore my mind a little bit more. How's okay, that? Okay. How's that? We'll do the thing. You, we'll do the thing <laughs> with me this time. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for being so open, both of you guys. I, cool. showed, I had a lot of fun. Yes, Wendy, this has been great. Uh, have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, so go to the website. That was that was interesting, Rick. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah. How was that while also trying to watch a hockey game? Was that... Uh... I'm not watching. I'm in the room. I, ha- I had to silence my phone because you won't stop texting me. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... Oh, speaking of that, very quickly. I know we've gone like way over. Actually, this is like the length of like our old format. Like this yeah, is... Cares? I know, it's an hour. Yeah. But um, I was at the... Our fire chief uh, retired after like 35 years of service to the Abilene fire department. And he's a big brother in our program. And his little brother was there. Like we were there, like sitting kind of close, you know, like near the family. Like we had kind of this special place at the thing. And, and, and we're here and like all these, you know, guys are getting up and kind of roasting the chief and then like, I love you, chief, (laughs) you know, kind of doing one of those, you know, you've been to those retirement deals. And like my phone starts going, sounds like there's a beehive in your pocket i had to like turn my phone i had to power it completely off because it was buzzing so much and it was you doing your mark 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 that was funny and i've been doing that to people too like um it's a pretty funny it's a pretty funny bit so Anyway, um, I finished the first Harry Potter book with my daughters tonight. Congratulations, nerd! Have you done? Did you do? You haven't done that, have you? Did you do something like that with your sons? Like? You've been. We were doing. Um, we were gonna do the Harry Potter books, but Jason couldn't wait any longer, and so he read. All <laughs> he just read them like in like a day. <laughs> what, like eleven. <laughs> really? So, all right. Dang. Well, it's finally like book two, like the end of book one and book two. They're it's finally kind of gotten to a point where they're like, they can't wait. Ah, ah, don't ruin. Well, it. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's like I'm the cliffhangers are starting to be a little bit more intense. Like they're they're 
you know, like kind of the first, it was kind of, like, it took us forever to finish the first one. It's not very long, but now they were like, what happened? Who was that? Who was in the room? Or, you know, they leave these cliffhangers that they're like thinking about all day, which is, which is good. Anyway. Okay. Um, well, we need to wrap this up and let's see, hold on very quickly next week, just as a little, uh, teaser. It's not going to be anybody that anybody's ever heard of. I bet Evan DeMarco, anyone? No. Then we, <laughs> his mom. Uh, listening, and she's like, "Oh, well, okay. oh, thanks, thanks a lot, guys." And then, uh, and then, Carolyn Dean, and then Najina, Najina, Najina Abdullah, and then we've got um, no show on the second of July because it's Fourth of July. Then it's Doctor Lewis. Then it's Warren Cargill. July, so okay. What? And then it's uh, no show on the twenty third. No show on the thirtieth. And then we've got Doctor Doctor Ryan Nolan. Isn't that funny? Why Nolan Ryan? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Anthony Balduz, Balducci. It's the Mooch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Friedman. And then that's like the end of August. We have one on August 27th to report. Anyway. But in between all this, and I already texted this part. Yeah, I don't know this person. You don't know this person. We're going to call this person. And this person is going to tell us a story that I think is going to be maybe one of your all-time favorite stories. And I don't even know the whole story. I just know like the very, very big picture story like the like the big time just here's like the huge summary and don't tell me the details i want this guy to come on the show it's incredible so anyway that is going to do it for this edition of the simply human podcast and remember explosive audio of mark talking about how he admires hitler so until next time enjoy yourself